Chapter twenty seven of the Love Affairs of Pixie by Mrs. George de Horn Vesey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Honor's Letter Bridgie was angry. It was rarely indeed that her placid nature was roused to wrath, but she did the thing thoroughly when she was about it. In a flow of eloquence worthy of Esmeralda herself, she revived incidents in pixie's life dating from babyhood onwards to prove to the chairs and tables and any odd pieces of furniture which might happen to be listening the blameless and beautiful character of the maid who had even been spurned spurned was the word used by a recreant unworthy the name of scoundrel she dived into the past and pictured the feelings of those past and gone she projected herself into the future and bequeathed a corsican legacy of revenge she lavished blame on joan geoffrey herself jack and sylvia pat and miles even the beloved dick himself and refused to hear a word in honour's defence the only person who came unscathed through the ordeal was stephen glynn whom it would appear had absorbed in himself the wisdom which every one else had so shamefully lacked when bridgie ended pat began the news had had an unexpected effect in rousing the invalid and restoring him to a feeling of health more powerfully than a hundred tonics could have done for the first time for weeks past he forgot himself and his woes and behold a new man with a strength and vitality astounding to witness pat announced his intention of sallying forth and thrashing the beggar forthwith he dealt bitterly with the squeamishness of the english law with regard to duels declared in the same breath that he could never have believed in the possibility of such behaviour and that he had prophesied it from the first he adjured pixie repeatedly and with unction to buck up and when the poor girl protested valiantly that she was bucking he immediately adjured her to be honest for pity's sake and let herself go an ordinary person would have found such a form of comfort far from soothing but pixie was an o'shaughnessy herself and it did soothe her she understood that bridgie and pat were relieving themselves by saying all that they felt more than they felt and that presently the storm would pass and the sun shine again by to-morrow all bitterness would have passed she sat in her chair and submitted meekly to be lectured and cajoled wrapped in a shawl provided with a footstool ordered to bed supplied with smelling salts and even tentatively with sal volatile but she made no attempt to still the storm she knew that it would be useless finally pat stumped off to his bedroom to draft a rough copy of a letter intended to be the most scathing communication which had ever passed through the post and bridgie very white and shaken seated herself on a chair by her sister's side pixie dear i'm afraid we've not been helpful i lost my head but it was such a shock i flew into a passion without hearing what you had to say for yourself darling tell me tell me honestly how do you feel i feel pixie raised both hands and moved them up and down above her shoulders as though balancing a heavy load as though a great ton weight 
had been rolled off my shoulders bridgie you are angry i was angry too but now i've had time to think there have been two and a half years since he went away that's about nine hundred days bridgie if you only knew it there's not been one day out of all that nine hundred when you hadn't more cause to pity me than you have to-day suddenly passionately she burst into tears two days later bridgie victor returned home the need for chaperonage was over and it was abundantly evident that pixie was in no need of consolation the first shock of disillusionment over it was pre-eminently relief that she felt relief from a bond which had weighed more and more heavily as time passed by if stanor had come home looking his old self caring for her depending on her as he had done during the days of their brief engagement she would have been ready and willing to give him her life but it had been a strange man who had entered the sitting-room of the little flat a man with a strange face and a strange voice and a heart that belonged to another girl pixie was free the bonds which had bound her were loosed and with each hour that passed her liberty became more sweet she shared in her sister's relief that the understanding with stanor had been known to no one outside the family for no human girl enjoys being pitied for such an experience and pixie had her own full share of conceit it was comforting to know that there would be no talk no fuss that she could go her way free from the consciousness of watching eyes on the morning of bridgie's departure two letters arrived by the first post and were read in silence by their respective owners bridgie's was in a man's handwriting and the perusal of its lines brought a flush to her cheeks and the glimmer of tears to her eyes she put it in her pocket when she had finished reading and remained densely oblivious of her sister's hints what does he say who mr glynn of course don't pretend i know his writing he's very very i don't know exactly what he is pixie he is as we all were at first upset what does he say oh or the usual things sorry ashamed it's so difficult for him because of course in a certain sense it is his doing naturally he feels what does he say pixie don't go on repeating that it's stupid i've told you and there's a message for you he thanks you for your message i didn't know you had sent one and he says it was like you what did you say but pixie did not enlighten her i think he ought to have written to me she said decisively after all bridgie it is my business not yours i thought he would write bridgie had the grace to blush but just at first dear it is difficult he feels it so much it's easier to a third person later on in a few months time when things have settled down he wants to come north to see us it will be easier then oh pixie seemed of a sudden as eager to avoid the subject as she had been to continue it she handed her own letter across the table with a short from honour you may read it and thereby protected herself against the scrutiny of bridgie's eyes the sheet was covered with a large straggling handwriting and pixie reading it 
had seemed to hear honour's very voice speaking to her my dear patricia i guess you may not want to hear from me but i'm bound to write and maybe i can say a few things that will help us both you're feeling pretty badly at the moment but i want you just to realize that i've been feeling that way for a good year back and to try to see both sides it began patricia through our both feeling lone and lorn and trying to comfort each other you recollect you asked me to be good to him things went on all right for a spell but before we knew where we were that friendship had got to be too important to us both there wasn't a thought of disloyalty in it patricia on his part of mine and the very first time i had an inkling of what was happening i went off west for tour of four months i presume it was too late by that time for when i went home i was bound to go home matters didn't seem to have mended after a while we had it out it was bound to come some time and i told stanor straight he'd either got to make a clean breast of things to you or never see me again up till then i guess we'd behaved as well as any two youngsters could have been expected to do under the circumstances but after that things went to pieces he wouldn't tell and he couldn't keep away i'm not defending stanor he's shown up pretty badly over this business he's been weak and obstinate and dishonourable i don't delude myself a mite but you see pixie i love him it's the real thing with both of us this time and that makes a mighty difference i can see his faults and feel sorry about them but it don't make me love him any the less and if all my money were to pan out tomorrow, he'd be sorry but he'd love me just the same so there it was pixie and a wearing time i've had of it fighting against his wishes and my own in the end i decided to join some friends and come over to europe and leave him to think things over by himself maybe i guessed he'd follow and be forced to meet you it's difficult to understand one's own motives at these times anyway before i knew where i was he'd taken a berth in the same boat and here we are danor says you've grown up and look different you are both different after these years apart and anyway it was a mistake from the beginning patricia and wouldn't have worked out now we suit each other and the life we are going to lead will bring out the best in us both he seems to you pretty contemptible at this moment but there's so many sides to one human creature and that is only one side he's got lots of others that are good and true yesterday i had an ordeal i was introduced to the runkle why didn't i know he was like that he was quite courteous he couldn't be anything else but his eyes what eyes made archers at me as if to say he prefers her and i felt frozen stiff now i shan't rest satisfied till that man's my friend but it will take time pixie we're going to be married quite soon as soon as ever we can fix up the necessary formalities spend a honeymoon in switzerland and get back to our work i don't ask to see you just at the moment it would do no good but couldn't you just manage to send me a line to melt this stone in my heart i'd be so happy if it wasn't there but it won't melt till i hear from you that you understand and you forgive lovingly honor bridgie read and sighed folded the sheet carefully and sighed again 
it's so difficult she began what is difficult to be as angry with people as you would like replied bridgie unexpectedly you start by thinking that all the right is on your own side and all the wrong on theirs and that you're a martyr and they are brutes and that your case is proven and there's not a word that could be said in their defence then all of a sudden she lifted the letter in her hand you get this and they have a side and they are not brutes and instead of being angry you have to be you are forced into being sorry instead it does feel hard i didn't want to be sorry for honor ward i'm not sorry for her said pixie softly i'm glad she's going to be happy bridgie dear what can i send her for a wedding present End of chapter 27